So, Joe, I wrote a bunch of jokes about unemployment for the podcast. Really? Yeah, but none of them work. None of them work. See, jokes about unemployment. All right, all right. Hold on. Hold on. You know, to be frank, I'd have to change my name. You disgust me. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Podcast. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And uh, we've missed you, and I'm sure you've missed us. Um, Joe, it took the world ending to let me let you miss a podcast. It literally took the world ending for me to say, you know what, Joe? Maybe you're right. Maybe this week we can we can uh, take it off. Why do you need to hear the sound of your voice, let alone my voice, so much? I did. I, did. I called Joe last week, and I'm like, I know things are bad, but the show must go on. Hmm. And Joe looked at me square in the eyes and said, uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun fact. It, uh, it actually doesn't. And, uh, and he somehow – but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a serious question, Joe. Mm-hmm. Has the world gotten worse this past week than the week before? Uh, yes. Okay. And did we do a podcast last week? <laughs> no. Now – I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I'm going to let, you know, the mathematicians out there add those numbers up themselves. I just see the world went to shit when we didn't do podcasts. Look, I, we talk almost every day. We're on FaceTime. I don't know why this doesn't become a daily thing. I think it can only help the world. Um, but I just want you to go to bed tonight knowing that in the week we didn't do the podcast, a lot of people around the world met their demise and the global pandemic got a lot worse. And I'm not saying it's because we didn't do a podcast. I'm also saying it's not because we didn't do a podcast. So. Yeah. So for those listening from the future, <laughs> um, just to bring you up to speed as to what we're talking about, uh, we may have talked about it on previous podcasts, but... The coronavirus started in China and spread across the world. So uh, it's much- called the Trump virus. Now, yeah, yeah. please. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, so uh, also known as COVID-45. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. Um, so in, in, in the interim, since the, in the past two weeks, the coronavirus has spread to the United States um, rapidly, uh, infecting many people, uh, so much so that the government uh, sort of is taking control of the situation in, in, you know, banning travel to the United States. And now um, states are taking it upon themselves to enact their own sorts of shelter-in-place orders. I know California is statewide. New York is statewide as of this recording. Uh, Shelter-in-place really is like, it's like a, a suggested martial law. You know, it's not like the actual, um, you know, they're not going to be patrolling the streets and arresting people who are violating the orders. But it's more of like an official, like, stern warning to the public that, hey, maybe don't go to the malls. Oh, wait, you can't go to the malls because all the Simon malls are closed. In Massachusetts, that means the Burlington Mall, the Square One Mall, the North Shore Mall, I think, um, many others. But, um, you know, I'm working from home, uh, which is not unusual for me because I tend to, quote unquote, work from home regardless. 
Uh, but I have been going out and, you know, visiting uh, job sites sporadically last week. Um, but most of my jobs have been canceled. Most of my projects have been canceled for the time being until this thing blows over, literally blows over. And um, I, I trust, you know, your work is the same, Jacques. I know that you're you're a jet setter. You travel for your job. Well, yeah. It's like, you know, we went back and forth for several weeks. that My trip was going to be on. My trip was going to be off. And as the date we're recording this, I mean, the posting date is uh, March 23rd, 2020. And for five weeks now, you know, we've been going back and forth. It's like going back five weeks. It's on. Joe, help me write some comedy because I got to be the Bob Hope of this tour and do audience warm up. And then we'll come in the next week. It's like, well, it doesn't look like the tour is on. And then the next week. But it was. It was about four weeks ago now that they said, yeah, the tour is off. And in the two weeks, so two weeks ago when we recorded, the guy who lives at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue was telling people this is going to be good for the economy because people are going to stay in the United States and they're going to spend their money here. He went to the CDC wearing a campaign hat and said it's it's worse. It, the flu is worse. This is going to go away. Everybody relax. And if you want a test, you can get a test. The tests are perfect, like the phone call. And then, like like Joe said, yes, Joe, the government has started taking it seriously. And this past week, I think it was Tuesday, it was Tuesday that the federal government announced, like, a state of emergency. That was after 46 governors around the country, of which 30 of them are Republican have put their state on states of emergency. It literally took 46 out of the 50 states to say, hey, we're going on that. And as far as like the lockdown, it's like, yeah, the few states that didn't go on lockdown, like Florida, literally had to be told by everybody else, hey, you might want to close those fucking beaches and, and cancel spring break because all those healthy kids down there, uh, yeah, they're going to go home to their parents' house because the colleges are closed and their parents are, you know, it's just unbelievable because as we talked about it, you know, two weeks ago, when we went on the air last, Italy, I think, just had gone into complete lockdown, like almost martial law lockdown. And they did that because for the several weeks before that, they were suggesting people don't go to bars and don't go to restaurants and don't go to movie theaters and don't go to their part, you know, their buddy's house to podcast, you know, but people did not heed those warnings. And so the government had to come in and say, okay, our country, I, I was going to do an Italian accent, but I won't, I, I, you know, have people suffered enough, but, uh, but Italy two weeks ago passed China. Not that you can believe the Chinese numbers coming out of, out of their about deaths, but the, the the Italian death rate had gone up exponentially, like into the thousands. And so that's when they're like, you know what? We asked you to to not go to work and not take the train and not go to the bars and you didn't listen. And unfortunately, I, that might have to happen here. I mean, you know, like I said, if you saw this past week, you know, there was a clip that went around one of the local news stations in Florida. All these kids on spring break. It's like they're out of school, like the schools have shut down. But they're like, well, we already planned this trip. I turned 21 this year and I'm going to come down here and party. And it's like Miami shut the beaches in Orlando. But I think in like Fort Lauderdale, a couple other places, the the beaches were open. And it's, you know, it, it is. It's, it's like and 
and, and the, you know, the question of the ages will be, it's like, well, how bad was it when we took it seriously? And even as, as we're recording this podcast, you know, it's, it's in this country, in the richest country in the world, hospitals are reaching out to the public and saying, hey, there's PDFs on our website showing you how to make medical masks and it should take about 15 20 minutes to make a mask can you have you heard about these mask drives and stuff like that yeah i heard that uh there are like wardrobe unions offering to manufacture them and uh, sew them together yeah. uh their actual like l- hospital uh shows on television are donating their yep. stock of Cause masks because they're real masks that they use but now that they're not obviously using them and that there's a real emergency uh, Leah, let's give them to uh, the actual doctors that we're pretending to be on TV, so we can maybe help them, you know, stem this uh, tide of of misery. But I mean, yeah. I, I, getting back to the spring breakers, I do want to say that I did see a video that made me think they are taking this a little bit more responsibly. You know, COVID nineteen or coronavirus, as it's known, um, is passed by person to person contact. You know, droplets. Um, get into your mouth or eyes or, you know, nose hey, or whatever. Up? What's that? I said, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And uh, so, but I did see a video of the spring breakers taking it a little bit more seriously. They are practicing a quasi-social distancing. Um, I saw a chain of three girls, or no, a guy in the back, and then two girls bent over in front of each other, almost like a human centipede kind of situation. But uh, they were doing uh, butt crack shots. They were, you know, <laughs> pouring beer down their own butt cracks, and then the other person behind them would be drinking out of it. So they know that they can't pass coronavirus through their anus. So maybe that's probably the best way to approach spring break, I think. Um, you it, know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it, I remember in high school, and, I, you know, I don't want to go down this road too much, but... Like as I was ending high school and and in college, the wave of oh you can't get pregnant by having anal sex started, and I'm like, man, okay, hey, but uh, you know, but while we're speaking of you know beer butt cracks and anal, um, <laughs> in in Italy, the fine people at Pornhub, have you heard this? The fine people at Pornhub for the country of Italy has uh, has offered free subscriptions during the um, free memberships during the quarantine. I'm not kidding. So if you're in Italy, you might want to, you know, you got a free subscription to Pornhub while this while this lockdown is in place. Hey, that's a spicy meat to ball. <laughs> you know, I, so so I mean, you know, there there are those those people making masks, those porn sites giving away free subscriptions. Everybody's pitching in to do what they can, but it is it's funny because you know the sad thing is. Again, as we're recording this podcast, the last time we recorded this podcast, the problem was uh, in our country, a lack of testing. And the hospitals were saying, hey, we could be running out of supplies. And here it is two weeks later. Now the hospitals are saying we are out. of." And, and, and I heard one doctor just pissed with the CDC because the CDC, as of yesterday, as well as a Friday, uh, the 20th, had said, OK, in an emergency, in a pinch. You can use bandanas, um, bandanas. socks. <laughs> and no, it was specifically bandanas and I like handkerchiefs or something. I'm trying to think what they said. And and you know this doc. I listened to this one doctor on one channel and this ner- like the head of the nurses union is like, yeah, people are going to die. Like literally by telling people, no, you can't go into an operating room because the thing is, like everybody's forgetting every time. 
you know, some awful thing happens in the last three years and people get focused on today's awful thing and all these things are going over here. Fun fact, Joe, people are still having heart attacks. People are still having babies. People are still having strokes. People are still getting shot. People are still in car accidents. So the, the hospitals are running out of supplies for those, you know? Yeah. It's a it's a real shit show, but I heard that Trump's going to show up. I think to Cedar Sinai in a couple of weeks and start throwing paper towels or Toss. toilet paper. <laughs> okay, I blew the fucking joke, man. I wanted no, to no, say no. he was tossing toilet paper, and I said uh, paper towels. Yeah, motherfucker. You know, I, you know okay. even in a crisis, I can't get my shit together. I'm okay. You you messing up the joke you wanted to tell because you know what, Joe? When 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 your children look back at this time and they explain to your grandchildren what it was like. It's not going to be the people dying in the street. It's not going to be the government's late response. It's going to be the toilet paper. Epi- I mean, literally in your lifetime, can you do you remember anything that stupid? I mean, this is like the cabbage patch dolls for toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for my kids, they're fourteen and twenty. This is their nine eleven. You know, I mean, this is also our nine eleven because we're also <laughs> going through it. But really, they had no idea. And 9-11 wasn't – it was bad, obviously, but it was tragic. But this this is different. This is a whole, like, whole other – like, we didn't go into complete lockdown from, for weeks. There's not this sort of uh, clear and present danger looming over us for the next undetermined amount of time, months, you know, who and, knows. And, and the thing is, like we talked about – the federal government was so late to the response. Uh, two weeks ago, you had – oh, God. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I see the guy's face. Anthony uh, Fauci? Like, no, no. The guy who basically t- – like two weeks ago today was telling people the best thing you can do is buy stocks. Like two or three oh, weeks like ago. Oh, like Devin Nunes or something? Or? It, it's around that. No. Yeah. It, it was, Nunes last week. You know, Nunes in California. This past week, like on Monday or Tuesday, was telling people you should still go to restaurants. And then on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're saying, you know, you should, you should still take your family to the restaurants. You should still order beer and wine. You should still live your life. And then, like, the next day, he was like, well, no, I was saying just get takeouts. Like, yeah, you can't get takeout beer and wine at restaurants. And you would you really take your family to drive across? Right. Like, the, the backpedaling. But no, um, and, and I'll think of the guy's name. But flat out said, the best thing you could do is buy more stocks if stocks have crashed. And again, two weeks ago, you know the the, the you know uh, uh, the you know um, I don't even like saying the title, but that Same. guy was that guy was telling people the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Good, this is going to be for the economy, and and that the tests are perfect, like like <laughs> the tests are perfect, like the phone call. I mean, everything about his. He hand gave hand himself hand. a ten out of ten. I mean, you know, he's pretty fair. And this past- Right. So this past week, you know, uh, now they're doing press conferences every day because he's trying to look presidential. And you saw the guy from the CDC, like, hide his face. I mean, it's just and well, like three. Yeah. I mean, there's just awful responses. Every day there's an awful, awful response to these in these press conferences. The press are asking, you know, legitimate questions. Um one person said, uh, you know, people are scared or, you know, a reporter asked the president, you know, people are scared. Uh, is there anything that you would want to say to the public to make them feel more at ease? The softball of softballs of easy. Here's your moment 
to say something to calm the public. And I think his response was, uh, I think uh, I would say that you're an awful reporter. Am I right? Is that what he said? Uh, and, and I tell I, I'd say that you're an awful reporter and that, uh, you know, I think there's too many in here. We should probably just have two, you know, that I like. Right. Oh, like, and, and and Fox News. He flat out like the guy wasn't. Oh, first he said, I tell I tell I'd say that you're an awful reporter and that's a nasty question. You know, I will give him credit. I will give him credit. He usually re- refers the word nasty to female reporters or politicians. So this is the first time I remember he used the word nasty in relation to a question a male asked. So, you know, maybe there's some growth there. <laughs> um, but seriously, he said, you know, he just snapped. And the guy wasn't – it wasn't a got you question. People are scared. It's like here's your moment to say – You know, uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. We're going to get through this. We're going to be strong. We're supporting you. We're doing whatever. It's like it's he could have said anything presidential. And like I said, you know, we're jumping down on the list. But last week, last week, I didn't think we were going to get any better than when he was asked, um, hey, you disbanded the pandemic response team. Do you have you know, do you take any responsibilities like no? his the presidential quote? I take no responsibility, pause, none. You know, it's like the world. And then it turns out like, you know, his first briefing, the first official real CDC, this is bad briefing was January 16th or 17th. And almost three weeks later, the White House submitted the budget to Congress with a 9% cut to the CDC. That's how little they were taking this seriously. And, you know, well, some, father- I will have to say some people in Congress, when they learned about the coronavirus six weeks ago, did take it seriously. They did. You know what? The same people had the same briefing and the same inside information. And you know what? You're right. They, you know, because he ran to the microphones and they told people, it's like, hey, Stay home. Let's order medical supplies now. How are we arrest? Right, that's that's what you're talking about. Those people is that what they did? Uh, I'm actually thinking about the senators, uh, four of them, uh, who I, I think sold off a lot of their stock, and um, in, in, in anticipation of the tanking of the stock market. Am I am I remembering that correctly? The three Republicans and Diane Feinstein. Uh, and- yeah. I like Diane Feinstein, but you know what? She used the same excuse the other ones did that we don't handle our own investments and it's a trust that does it. It's like I don't think I like so I don't know how how you handle and move your money around when it's time to, you know, buy queso dip for the podcast. <laughs> but um but I'm th- I'm guessing there's very few people who are going to move a million dollar worth of stock and the broker's not gonna call and say, Hey, Heads up on this. I think the market's going to tank in two weeks. So I say we dump this stock now. Well, that one that one person who dumped over a million dollars in stock, I mean, it's not like she has a husband who's the president of the uh, New York Stock Exchange. No, a- actually, Joe, no. Oh, wait, no, what? It's weird, right? Was I on but the you, nose with that one? Was I a- absolutely percent on the nose. Ah, shit. <laughs> well, and, you know. These things happen. Hey, at least they didn't pretend to grab a woman's breast. Hey, because <laughs> that's a crime that should cost you. Right, that's immediate. Your whole career. Right, 100%. that's what you do. Perform Harry Carey in front of the entire Congress. You want to? You want to know the worst thing, Joe? These awful people who dump their stock. 
Um, you tell me the worst thing about it. Um, the um, it's legal. Is it? They broke. They broke no laws. Are you sure about that? I'm a hundred percent. Well, the, no, I thought they were potentially looking into. There's a thing called, and it's like one of those acronym type laws where it prevents insider trading. Essentially, it's like insider trading for people in Congress. You know, because I mean, you know, we this is this is a sideshow. We could probably bring All Star Tommy in for this one. You know, there was news. There was a big thing a few years ago. Well, yeah, people are you know inside training, and it was legal. It was legal for senators and Congress people to be insider trading. You know, like to be passing laws. You know what I mean, or not passing laws or bills. One hundred, anyways. But yeah. It doesn't look like the way things were done that there are ever going to be any charges, but it is the most immoral thing in a pandemic because at least Feinstein was saying, hey, this is serious. Let's take it serious. I'm getting out of the stock market. Well, she didn't say that part, but the other people were openly telling people, don't panic. This is just the flu. When it gets warm, it's going to blow over. And, you know, and since, since you and I have podcast at last, I think we were talking about it at the time. The schools weren't canceled yet. And we, and we were saying, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I by next week, you know, how we recorded it last week, we're like, oh, yeah, I expect the schools to be canceled next week. So this past week was the first week off. It started with it's going to be two weeks. Now it's three weeks. Do you think do you think collectively our three boys go back to school this year? Um, I th- I think so. I'm you gonna. I, I'm gonna say I think so only because. Yeah, you, you gotta hope. You gotta hold on to hope. If anything, I learned from the Obama administration is you gotta have hope, and faith, and charity. Gotta have faith. Yes. You gotta have faith. The faith. The faith. The a baby. Um. Hey, who was the other guy in Wham with George Michaels? I don't know, but he. Wasn't singing that song because that was a George Michael solo. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so so we we you know we jumped ahead on that. I mean, um, it is. Uh, so as far as we go, so I talked to Joe last week. So we live in a great town, you know. In our town, there's a lot of community. There's a lot of great charities. There's a lot of people who need a lot of help, and so. The missus and I had reached out to a couple charities that we've worked with in the past. Um, and somebody either got hold of us and invited us to be on a conference call like a week ago. And it was great. It was going to be – my understanding going into it was, hey, next week kids are going to be out of school. There's a lot of single parents. There's a lot of parents who have to go to work and you know, unexpectedly can't get child care. Like you know, they don't have – and you know, that's the thing. It's like, okay, usually their child care be grandma and right now – we don't think it's best to have grandma watching kids. I mean, the, you know, the older people. So it, 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 you know, it was a real thing. And we're, they're, they're called quarry reports. Like if you want to go on your kid's field trip, you have to have a background check. And we both, the wife and I both had those done this year. So we said, yeah, you know, hey, we can, we can have a couple kids come over every day. Like if, if need be, you know, we want to keep the social distancing and all that. But we're like, hey, there's nurses and first responders and single and, and that's a you know issue plus a lot of kids in this town um we have one of those towns where it doesn't matter if you're you know uh, i was going to try to think of uh rick schroeder's character from um silver spoons if you're 
you know, that kid or the poorest kid in Lowell. Well, maybe he, no, that was Ricky Stratton. Ricky Stratton, thank you. There's no forms to fill out. There's no approval. Like everybody in Lowell, every kid in Lowell gets lunch and dinner or lunch and, and breakfast. And there's these programs where they send kids home with food on the weekend. It's like, okay, you know, what's going to happen with those? Like all the, you know, all the seniors who aren't on Meals on Wheels, you know, who go to a daycare, day center, or all that stuff. It's like it takes a couple of weeks to get approved and, to, you know, just to get the paperwork. Like how can we help? So we get on this phone call thinking – and it was put together by some great community organizers, people who work for this non-share, this nonprofit, that nonprofit, th- this, you know, social justice thing. And after two, and I told Joe after two hours, and, and it ended up being like close to thirty people on the call. And it was the first time when people came on the call, they'd be like, "You know, hi, my name is Jacques. I identify as him and he, or my name is Karen." And I'm like, like the first like three or four people, I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like, never, like in my world, I've just not, you know, I'm a I'm a liberal, you know, snowflake who. You know, practices being like a thoughtful woke guy, but also, you know, really make awful jokes. But it was it was really. And then finally, like I knew like after 20 people, it's like, you know, Uh-oh. hi, my name's Doug. I refer, you know, I, I refer to she and her. And I'm like, ah, all right, there we go. Yeah. All right. I knew I knew we had this exercise. Or stuff. But it was great. So, the you know, so the the wife is called into the dial number and I didn't were like, hey. You know, we can't, we both have cars. I work from the house. I'm happy to drop off food. I'm happy to run errands. I'm happy to do this. At the same time, a couple people worked at U Lowell, or one guy was like, you know, my wife's a professor there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, you know, I don't know what's going on with U Lowell, but if there's people who can't travel back to a home country or can't get to another state right now, it's like, and need a place, we have a guest room that we're happy if somebody wants it or somebody has, you know, two people want to share it, we are more than happy to open up our house. Like, and it was great. And everyone's like, oh my God, you guys are so wonderful. Two hours later, it, it, it was like, well, like the methadone clinic is changing and the free needle thing. It's like trying to solve all the world problems. It's like, well, I'll do a spreadsheet to keep track of what everybody can do. <laughs> and and, and it, I, I'm not saying it in a negative way. It's wonderful that everybody wants to step up, but everybody was suggesting. And then after we solve global warming, yeah. we're going to circle back around to wind farms. And, you know, and it's like, and so finally I'm like, okay, so you have our information. If there's anybody attached to one of the schools, one kid went to this school, one kid went to this school, you know, you have our phone number, email address, and they're like, I I get now 20, 30 emails a day trying to coordinate the schedule for the next conference call to update where the lists are of who can do (laughs) what. And I said to the wife, I'm like, all these people are great and they're all amazingly well-intentioned, but I have found – I have found the people who make red tape. Like, yeah. so if you need re- – and again – They got a great job at 3M after this is all over. <laughs> you know, nobody – everybody's volunteering their time and services, and it was great. But here it is. This is like – it reminds me of those three nerds who are about to push the, de- uh, push the dean out of the way on The Simpsons when Homer goes to college and Homer's driving down about to ram him with his car and he's supposed to stage this big, you know, save the Dean thing. And they're like, um, okay, we're going to push the Dean away in three seconds. Wait, should we, um, 
should we, you know, maybe check for wind resistance? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we can. And then as they're talking about it, Dean gets ran over, run over by Homer's car. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's happening, folks. Uh, we don't have time to check for wind resistance. We don't have time to calculate each other's fucking carbon footprints right now. Let's focus here. Laser focus on how we can help real people do real things during this real crisis. And so what we we're doing right now is about, I think, the best I can do is you pretend know. to be on a podcast. <laughs> so we, um, so I, you know, again, it's a weekend, but we have we've emailed and texted all the boys, friends, and families because a lot of them that we know, you know, could use a little help now and then. So we're like, hey, the doors open. There are a couple senior citizens in our neighborhood. That, well, you, you should know, probably close it because the coronavirus is out there. You probably should. Smart idea, <laughs> you know, uh, we. Uh, but we have outreach to people. So, you know, we do. I, I you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to go and and uh, and go to Michael's and, and get the supplies to make medical masks because I don't really think, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it would, my... I think another Simpsons reference. I think if you try to make medical masks, it'll come out the way Homer's uh, trying to help Lisa make the Florida State yeah. um, costume for her pageant. Yeah. Doesn't go well. No, it does not. Uh, so yeah, just leave that to the professionals. But um, all right, so I guess that's enough coronavirus talk for just two minutes. We'll be right back with more coronavirus talk after <laughs> this topic. Um, so so uh, I don't know. I, I you know you want to start a rumor? Can, can we just start misinformation? Like so, I did want to say that. Like you know, the president goes out there every day now trying to be presidential. It's like, oh, we got all the supplies we need. And then the guy has to step in front of him to the CDC. It's like, we desperately need supplies. Said, <laughs> oh, well, there's, we have this one medicine coming out and it's really promising. And the CDC's director has to step in front of him. And it's like, uh, no, there's been no tests on that. There's been you know no- what's funny? I think what should happen is that they, they, you know how they have like the deaf translator next to the speaker? <laughs> like while Trump's speaking... The person should just be, you know, pretending to sign what he's saying. And then when the CDC guy jumps on, then he does the real signing for the the hearing impaired. Of course, uh, I'm just joking because Trump doesn't have one of those next to him. Um, only the, the local governors do. But go I on. will say what I do like, what I want to be honest, I want to give credit where credit's due. They're having these press conferences every day. And they're, they're, all, they're all in it together. You got Mike Pompeo right there. You got Mike Pence, you got the president, and they're all standing shoulder to shoulder telling us about social distancing yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not touching your face. And somebody put together that montage. It was like eight or nine people who talked and every single one of them touched the microphone and just did it. And I'm like, you know what? You guys keep being you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys keep being Really? Are you going to stop them from getting infecting each other? Are you really going to be the one to step no, in and say, no, you know what, Mr. Pence, God. Mr. Vice President, please. You pr- no, stop. Don't. Please. Um, so, so I don't know if we want to start this rumor, but well, oh, there's a rumor a that you rumor. wanted to start. Okay, Kenny Kenny Rogers has managed demise. You know, yeah. Um, Rest in I peace. Will, do we do we start saying it was coronavirus or do we? <laughs> Dude, did you just come up with that right now or? <laughs> you know, because I'm a bad person. Yes, Just, you are. I'm very bad. I will I, say yeah, he was an old guy. What, eighty one? Kenny Rogers, you know, played a bigger role musically in my world than you might think. And I'm, I'm not being sarcastic because 
my dad loved old country and he was kind of a bridge between old country and newer country in like the 70s. That guy had 50 hits. Like, like I didn't know he had that many, but how many times in your life and not on a weekly basis, but if you're playing a game and now we're playing lots of board games and fish and card games with the kids, how many times do you say you got to know when to hold them? How many times on this podcast have we segued into the you got to know when to hold them? Not so enough. You got to know when to fold them. Not enough, in my opinion. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know when to run. You you never count your money. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, you picked fine time to leave me, Lucille. We got tonight. Um, the the big the big one, you know, the gambler. And for me, because you know, Dan Cray and Beyond did. Me being the Beyond Hit part of Dan Crane Beyond Hit, we have been covering Ruby for about 20 years. And if you ever really want a really good kick in the nuts, I mean, you really want a, a really good gut punch. The lyrics to that song, you know, it's about a, a, a Vietnam vet. He's, he's not going to be around long and he's just pleading with his wife. Look, I know. I know a woman your age, you know, has needs and, you know, but please, you know, the shadow on the wall tells me the sun is going down. It's like, that's his mm. whole life. You know, Ruby, don't take your love to town. If I could move, I get my gun and put her in the ground. It's such a gut punch. Wasn't me who started that old crazy Asian war, but I was proud to go and do my patriotic chore. Man, I know I'm not the man I used to be, but you know, I just, just pleading with her to just, look, I'm going to be dead soon. Just, just please sit here. Just please. I just, you know, yeah. No, nope. right. I mean, you got Ruby. Yeah, that's um. And, and I actually saw Howard of the County. Yeah, I saw that Dolly Parton put out a video on her Twitter or an Instagram or whatever this morning, and she got emotional towards the end of the video. But she, you know, she held up a picture of her and Kenny Rogers, and you know, sitting in front of her piano, kind of just saying that you know uh, she's hoping that uh, he's you know up there talking with God and. Like I said this before, but when Dolly Parton talks about God and, and religion and faith, I'm not bothered by one fucking bit. I do not mind it at all. I'm like, you know what? That's just that's how she rolls, and it's the probably the best way to be a Christian is to just roll with it and not like you know use it to sell your fucking doomsday bucket I, of food. I've never been be- and I've never felt beat over the head by her by that. I think you're right. You know, it's it's. This is who I am, and this is my thing. But I'm not. Ju- never came across judging. Yeah, you know. I mean, just, just, yeah. It's and her in her in her songs are mentioned Jesus sometimes. You know, it's like, yeah. and, she, and again, she's another one that just she is a natural treasure. Yeah, she, keep her away from fucking coronavirus as long as possible. And Betty White. I mean, and oh, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. Oh, you know what? That was not on the rundown. May we talk about that for just a moment? Yes, may we. So, yes, so we may. Max, Max Brooks did a funny video with his dad last week. Uh, you know, uh, Mel Brooks is behind a sliding glass door at his house, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Max Brooks. You know, I'm I'm 47 years old, and I'm healthy. I'm the son of, you know." He goes, "If I get it, I'm going to be fine, but I might give it to my 93 year old dad, who could then give it to um, Carl Reiner." Who might then give it to like Dick uh, Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke, and I would be responsible for killing the greatest generation of comics ever. And then, so I'm like, oh, so Max Brooks, you know, I had I knew nothing about him, so I'm like, no, oh, okay, well, you know what? I got the time to look these things up, so I did. Turns out he's a huge zombie, like 
apocalypse writer, a comic book writer, a novel writer. He wrote the book World War Z, uh, but didn't think he knew enough about screenwriting to write the screenplay, so he turned it over. But he is a pandemic like specialist or something. A specialist. Yeah. Like he, he goes to military bases around the world. He's a guest lecturer for like 15 years on the spread of pandemic diseases and stuff like that. And you're thinking, oh, you know, that's wouldn't have, wouldn't have, you know, it's like Mel Brooks' son yeah. is, is this funny, funny guy. Um, well, think about this. Do you really want to follow Mel Brooks if you're his son? No. That's it. He was a writer on Saturday Night Live for two or three seasons. Yeah, he gave it a shot. You know, right, right. You know, and, and then honestly, he while writing on Saturday Night Live. Was it the Robert Downey Jr. season? <laughs> uh, it was. I think it was like 93, oh, 94. Okay. Like, That's like the Adam early, Sandler years. Yeah. Early 90s and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, I mean, really interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that. Yeah, I can't do math. I'm like, yeah. You know, did he write 1985 when he <laughs> was, you know, 15 years old? Um, no, so, so, so uh, we can add Kenny Rogers to my list of impressions. But I will say it's like country guy. A lot of people might not think I'm serious when I say I remember as a kid, like Coward of the County, like that song made me weep openly just thinking about it. Mm. Uh, so so we had on the rundown, uh, Jill, this is Women's History Month. And and, and I think we, we haven't taken time to uh, talk some great women in history. So with that said, we, we talked about this this week. Why don't, why don't you lead the way with this woman in history? Uh, on this podcast, we're going to honor... This woman in history uh, and her contributions to uh, womankind, if you will. Her name was uh, Mary Mallon. Uh, you may know her as Typhoon Mary. She was an Irish cook in the early 1900s. And what was it, for 10 years she was passing around typhoon fever? Every, everywhere she went, she was a carrier. No, wait, wait, wait. I, I, wait, time out. I'm misreading your misremembering of the actual fucking disease. <laughs> it's typhoid, Mary. And I'm reading right. your rundown as typhoon, oh. Mary. Jesus no, Christ. Typhoid. Holy smoke. Anyway, let me start again. You may remember her as typhoid, Mary, Mary Mallon. Uh, she was an Irish cook uh, in the, who lived in New York City. New York City. And... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she... At first, unknowingly, was she was an asymptomatic carrier of typhoid, um, of typhoid fever, and she would pass it around, and she infected, you know, uh, a family that she had uh, cooked for, and then when they discovered that she had typhoid fever, uh, uh, she was asked to quarantine, and then she defied those orders and went to go cook for another family, you know, several years later, and. Infected, you know, dozens more people. And then finally, when she was finally quarantined, she lived with typhoid for about 30 years before 30, she died. yeah. That's incredible. Quarantined the whole time. Yeah. Like, she couldn't do... I mean, guys, if you're bummed that you're going to have to watch Netflix for a couple of weeks while this whole coronavirus run, uh, runs its course, think about being typhoid Mary and living in the early, you know, turn of the century, 20th century... And not having Netflix to keep you company and being in, in, in I, I guess, with essentially isolation for the good part of three decades. Um, yeah, could be worse. It could be raining. 
Um, I mean, she was isolated once for like a year and another time for like a couple years. But everywhere she went, her little lambs would go. And, and finally, they're like, I don't know if they were like, hey, you're sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry about this, but this is now your life. You know? Yeah. You, right. You were in prison, but you, you know, you cannot leave your home. I mean, back then, you although know, I saw the photo of her on Wikipedia, she looked like a young Captain Janeway. From, <laughs> you know, she did. Yeah. A little um, Kate Mulgrew action going on there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll save this for another day. But we, we were remiss three weeks ago when we were recording the kids in the hall had got back together. So, you know, we're, 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 we'll save that because there's yeah, nothing to really talk about. They're, they're going to be doing a reunion a series of, uh, of, their, of their show for Amazon Prime. And uh, who knows when that's going to happen now. But, you know, it's in the works. Um, so I'm completely excited about that. But you know what we can talk about? You know, you know what what you brought to my world <laughs> oh, a few man. weeks ago. Speaking of Mel Brooks, what's your beef with the Nazis? <laughs> Hail, honey. Nope. I'm home. Nope. You, you mispronounced that word. Try it oh, again. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. I'm Hi, home. Honey, I'm home. Joe sends me this link, and I think it's. Somehow an old Saturday Night Live skit that I must have missed from one of the years where I just never watched it and I can't name two cast members. Or maybe it's some unknown sketch troupe that, you know, flew under the radar. Maybe it's like the Upright Citizens Brigade or something like that. Turns out what our good friend Joe had sent me is a full-on network-produced sitcom. Uh, think I love Lucy, but with Hitler and Ava and Braun. Ava Braun. <laughs> so it, it 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 was on the Galaxy Network in England, and it premiered on September thirtieth, nineteen ninety. Uh, fun fact: it was canceled September thirtieth, nineteen ninety. I think it got canceled halfway through the show and going into the first commercial break. <laughs> The entire episode is available for viewing on YouTube, uh, but yeah, it's literally a, uh, and it's not just like them in German accents. He's full Ralph Cramden, and she's full Audrey Meadows, Alice Cramden, and um, they live next to the Rosensteins, <laughs> though, or the Rosenbergs. You know those darn. Um, what those do you call? Jews. Yeah. So, uh, but they're they're not. This is like pre-war Hitler, and they're um, the premise of the episode is that Hitler is trying to um, keep from Neville Chamberlain the fact that he might be putting together an army to potentially take over the world, and so yeah, he had just he had just invaded like. Belgium. It was a Poland. It was right? trying to downplay. Like, oh, it wasn't it was Poland. One yet. Of the early, it was one of the early Blitzkrieg, tiny little, yeah, you know, toe in the water thing. Music countries. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it's played. I mean, it's played a little too, a little too um, sitcommy. I think that was just it didn't work only because a it's an atrocious premise, but b <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make him a monster. It made him like this sort of, you know, it's almost like he was trying to hide a get-rich-quick scheme yeah. from his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adolf, I told you. 
not to make any more ovens. Uh, And and literally, it's got to be up there in the great list of how the fuck did this get made? I mean, I will I will go to my grave, hopefully soon, uh, not understanding how. You know, a couple Jewish writers walked into CBS in 1970, 1968. Oh, 60, or, yeah, like mid-60s, yeah. You know, literally barely 20 years after the liberation of, you know, Auschwitz and said, Bernie, I got a good one for you. <laughs> Nazi Germany, 44, concentration camp. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's a comedy. Uh, just to wrap up the Heil Honey I'm Home thing, one episode you know made it to air. Ten were produced and not aired. So in somebody's vault or VHS closet, there are ten unaired episodes of Heil Honey I'm Home. I, I, I want Geraldo Rivera going through every <laughs> open vault. Now, which will be easier to find? The other nine episodes? Or no, the, the other 10 episodes. The, the other 10 episodes or the Jerry Lewis clown movie mm. <laughs> you know, along the same premise. Because, I mean, back then he could buy up every copy and have it burnt and it never happened. Right. I I, well, you know, we'd have to ask Harry Shearer if he had his iPhone that day. The You know, Harry Shearer is one of the people who, one of the few people who actually saw the entire run oh. of The Day the Laughter Died. Or, the, no, The Day the Clown Cried. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. That's a that's a that's an awful topic. So back to coronavirus. Anyway, what's your beef with the Nazis? What's your big beef with the Nazis? Um, so you know, so there are people out there trying to figure out how they can survive and work and all that stuff. Yeah, they, you know, for me, you know, for me, uh, I work from home, so nothing's changed. Yeah, it just, it just sounded like Grandma was falling down the stairs in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> up here, at traffic news copter. We're looking down at the 405. It looks like there's a backup all the way to the peak again. Um, no backups now. So we, um, no, there is not actually. The, the family and I just went on a quaint little two mile walk at the high school track near us. Nobody out there, and about. Halfway through, I I said to my oldest son, I'm like, hey, look up. You notice anything? And he's like, oh, no clouds. I'm like, yeah, no planes. Like, like it's weird to just not hear anything, you know, anything. Um, Have you seen the waters of Venice's canals? Dude, it's like they've been in quarantine for when when that started to go around a couple weeks ago. I went I went to Venice, you know. Little brag, uh, we spent the summer in Italy and France, uh, 2017 the summer. We went to Venice. We did all the touristy things. It's definitely an amazing trip. It's wonderful. It's as cracked up as it's supposed to be. It smells. Like the water is, is gross. You know, I mean, you're going on the gondola and it looks great and it's the pictures will last for eternity with the boys and the wife, but it smells. It, it just does. I'm, I'm confused now, though. I'm not sure. So, are they motorized gondolas, or are they? No, not motorized. Like, how, what's the what's polluting the water? They're motorized. Oh, they're definitely okay. motorized. Okay. Yeah, they're they're definitely motorized. I mean, it, it's it's 
you know, it's the aesthetic of the guy back there staring it, but they're not actually pedaling through the thing. Um, but yeah, two weeks without it, and the water is crystal clear. Like, like it's beautiful. It's it's so like I was going to say. So my job doesn't change much because I still work from home. However, you can't really, you know, book tours, <laughs> international tours for comedians and, and, and for sports teams to visit the military. I can't really do much production planning because the military is going to visit us. Yeah. For, yeah. Pretty soon. Right. Um, but I will tell you a lot of people are trying to scramble. I, I think what's going to be interesting and this is, you know, uh, a little off topic here, big surprise. How many people have jobs that they're doing from home right now that they will do for the next week, two weeks, month, two months that they were told, no, no, you can't be, you can't, you got to be in the office. We really have to have people here on site. Yeah. Well, I mean, that will be fine. Um, I'm just not, I'm more concerned about the people who are like filing for unemployment benefits, like uh, my sister. Like everybody, right? Yeah. I but, mean, I have a sister who does, who teaches um, at a um, a beauty school, and uh, they finally She closed. hasn't taught you anything, apparently. Sorry. I'll show myself out. <laughs> I apologize to everybody. <laughs> and two, three, four. <laughs> so, but yeah, she texted me that um, the other day that she's going to have to file for unemployment because... Now that they've closed the schools, they're not going to pay the teachers anymore. You know, they're not needed back. And, you know, she's kind of out of a job for now. I don't. I, I presume once things pick up again, they'll rehire her. But and you saw the great list of all the companies who aren't paying any benefit. On one hand, <laughs> you know, I had it on the top of the list. I wasn't waiting for sports. On one hand. You know, you have people like Mark Cuban and some basketball players saying, we're paying the whole staff through the season. We're paying the stu- the stadium workers who who rely on them. You know, they're part-time jobs for the stadium people. You know, come in for 40 games and stuff like that, and there's 20 games left. We're paying those people. But you got the biggest companies, the Walmart, the McDonald's, or whatever. Yeah, they're like, yeah, see ya. GameStop. Yeah, yeah. Well, GameStop's not closed. They're not... I guess they're avoiding not paying their employees by just not closing, you know, just not closing their stores. They're they're deeming them as essential employees. Wow. Um, I, yeah. Well, uh, wait, hold on. I'm going to go get my 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> right. He will come in here and explain to you that, yes, it is essential. I know. Well, you know, the, the, now that they've closed the malls, um, you know, that'll, that'll certainly cut down the need for certain staff. But um, – yeah, it's a real shit show. So yeah, now that so how are you? Uh, how are you? Um, how are you coping with the with the loss of income? It is what it is. You know, um, management right now. She has a job where she doesn't deal with anybody really. She sees one person when she goes in, a nine year old kid, and that's about it. So you no, know, so her job. You no, know, she's still going into work every day for now until you tell her not to. Well, now you can finally become a webcam girl. You know, <laughs> Joe, I was going to say to you, there, there's finally time and your glasses look intact. <laughs> there's time now. Oh, yeah. We'll get into how I'm spending my time, I guess, after sport. But, um, you know, well, one, oh, one other thing I did want to mention is that uh, I saw that Netflix is like, I guess, coming up with a hundred million dollars to like fund the production companies and their their crews. 
Uh, That's great. As far as, you know, getting them through the crisis. So, that, you know, it's good to be Netflix at this particular point in time. Um, also, yeah. Netflix is uh, choking back their... Um, they're going to st- potentially stream standard definition in Europe, and uh, YouTube is the same way, so that they don't break the internet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because everybody's home now. Yeah. Everybody's on it. You know, I, I didn't bring this up, but I think it's funny. I want to you know take a step back. Um, Remember two, three weeks ago when there was a candidate running for the Democratic ticket uh, named Bernie Sanders? Rings a bell. Te- who technically hasn't dropped out yet, I don't believe, but... Uh, no. Um, but he, but he's pretty much, you know, I mean, anyways, my whole point is the number one thing that people had against him is the label. Well, he's a socialist. He brags about being a socialist and that's what Trump won. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I have, you know, first of all, a, this, 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 um, this, uh, covert 45 virus that is going around. If, if. You ever wanted to make a really good argument? Because I actually made a really good argument, and she was attentive and saying, oh, my God, yeah, you were right. To my 76-year-old fox-watching mom, I was explaining why you have to have Medicare for all, mom, because I'm like, right. You have great health insurance, and dad has great health insurance, but you know what? You're really only going to be safe. It's the least insured person you come into contact with. If somebody can't go and get tested, mom, if somebody can't afford to get tested, if they can't afford the medicine, if they can't afford to stay home from work, because up until this past week, my parents were going to BJ's to do their shopping, going to their favorite little, they go to this tiny little family owned restaurant near them where they are the youngins. (laughs) Like you got a bunch (laughs) of like, oh, here come you know here come here comes Dot. She's only seventy six. You know it's like wow. You know it's like she's she's like their version of barely legal. You know, <laughs> and, and and it's like and they wouldn't stop going out. But but when I was pointing that out, I'm like, yeah, it's everybody who isn't going to take the day off of work because yeah, they might got a couple of symptoms, but they can't miss the paycheck or they can't afford the copay, mom. They would like to – and now, yes, things are changing. Testing is supposed to be free, all this stuff. But when I was telling her that a couple of weeks ago, and now there's all these talks about these bills being passed to just give people money you know, to help them because it's a public need. And for the public good, we're going to find a way to pay people. And, and you, you are not only the good-looking one, Joe, but the smart one. Explain to me how none of that is socialism. <laughs> you know? Well, of course it's not, only because – they're giving away th- – basically, they're taking – the plan was to give everybody a check for $1,000 within the next month or so. And the uh, the idea was that that would be a stimulus package to help keep the economy afloat. And, um, you know, basically, it, it, it is socialism, but it's not really. It's basically taking taxpayer money and then putting it into the private sector. You know what I mean? So – that's not the same thing. Uh, also, um, it's probably not going to – it'll do okay. But all, honestly, I'm looking at this and I'm going, Potter isn't selling. Potter's buying. Um, you know, he's he's basically trying to come off as a hero. You know, we get the, we'll give you some free money. Um, and yes, this is a sort of a cynical take, but I, I don't put any – I don't – he doesn't miss a trick, that Donald Trump. 
he's um he's basically trying to prop himself up as like a hero in this crisis you know i gave you remember when i gave you all a thousand dollars uh just to get by for you know Oh, I don't know, six weeks when we had to be locked down back in the spring of uh, 16. Well, uh, vote for me ha- in November. He has declared war. On the virus. So he, he, is, he is now a wartime president. Yep. He's actually enacting wartime, and I'm all for it. Like, literally, mm-hmm. the, my, my biggest problem is it should have been a month ago. It literally should have been a month ago, you know, ordering these supplies. You know, that can't do anything about it now, but... Yeah, he's playing up the wartime presidency thing big time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just so funny. It's like, you know, now people are saying, you know, of course the testing is going to be free. And of course everybody needs this. It's like oh. we're asking the insurance companies to, you know, not bill people for these things and to make sure they're available, which they're not available yet. You know, if you want to test, you, actually, I don't know. You and I haven't even talked about this off air. You know, if you do have symptoms, Joe, you know the best way to get tested, correct? What's that? Helps if you're an NBA player. Mm. Helps if you're an NBA player or celebrity, but more so an NBA player. Like the state of Utah two weeks ago, they estimated there was a total of 60 tests in the entire state of Utah. But yet every player from the Utah Jazz in the front office, about 30 people were able to get tested instantly. Um where, uh, where everybody else, you know, all those poor Mormons, like, you know, like what, what was Mitt Romney going to do? I know he's got that hole in the sheet. That's not going to keep it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, well, you know what? He has a hole in the sheet, but most of the other people have two eye holes in their sheets that they wear. So, you know, maybe he's only <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, we didn't even talk about that. But, yeah, there's not a class system in this country. Not at all. No, nope. not at, not 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 at all. Um, uh, everything's fine. <laughs> so talk about eating feelings. So, you know what? We, we talked a little bit about sport. We talked about the NBA players. Yo, Joe, I will mention it, and I will say I would very much like to do a Brady leaving New England sideshow. Can we schedule that in the first week of September? Because I'm filing that in the, yeah, I don't really give a shit now. It was really predictable. It was only a matter of where he was going to go, not if he was going to go. Thank you for 20 years. I truly wish him the best. I wish the Patriots the best. Fuck that. There's not, you know, this is the least important thing. Even on my, it was like so many people like, oh, are you okay? I'm like. Well, apparently you don't listen to my podcast because Joe and I have been talking about it for a long time. How's the podcast but, uh, going? I'm going to, you know, it's pretty good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, I will say, you know, I listened to the first half of the Mark Marin special. Uh, oh, end of time's fun. That you're like, yeah, I'm walking down the street and one out of three guys will know me. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> hey, Marin, yeah, that's fun for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> explain my own. But uh, no, so like we've talked about, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I wish him well. I wish the Patriots well. And we will do a full Brady leaving sideshow, maybe the first week of September, maybe, you know, week three of training camp, week four. Uh, or maybe we won't, you know, <laughs> but at least we won't have to face him in the ne- in the next season because he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unless we play in the Super Bowl. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> it would actually. Look, I do. I wish him well, but you know what? I'm gonna hold I'm gonna stick to my word. I'm not gonna talk about it any further. Um and, and as far as the rest of the sports world goes, uh, let me look at my notes. Uh, there is there no. isn't. 
chess. <laughs> you know, yeah, like online chess. But now all of a sudden, you know, people are starving, starving for some sort of, you know, competition or some sports content. And then eSports is over there on the corner going, well, 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 look who's not so nerdy after all. Yeah. Those, those, those streamers, like, it's got to just be killing it. Yeah. I, I would I would think so. Um you know, well we'll have to wait and see. Um but uh, yeah, I know what are we going to bet what are people what are degenerates in in particular going to bet on? And where do they bet cuz all the casinos are closed. Oh, by the way, go online. Somebody posted. I mean, it's just great. Vegas for now is leaving the lights on. And somebody, like some great photographer, went around in the middle of the night. The streets are empty. He just took some great photos. Oh, yeah. Same with like yeah. Times Square in New York. And it's just like just these ghost towns like like the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. And Somebody flew a drone through Disneyland and it was wow. like just awesome. Yeah. I mean, right. You got to at least come up with some sort of silver lining in this crisis. But uh, what else is on the news besides coronavirus? Nothing. We are done. It is time for the random video game review of the week. Oh, okay. What do you got? Well, it's um, got a big week for you. It is a big week. Well, um, as we're talking, I'm actually staring at my old tube TV hooked up to my Nintendo 64, where for some reason I decided to put in GoldenEye yet again. Uh, I'm just. Puttering around, I was puttering around down here waiting for the podcast to start because I got nothing else better to do. But then next to that is my PlayStation 4 in which I put the new video game that was just released on Friday, Doom Eternal, the sequel oh. to Doom 2016. Yes, I went out and bought a physical disc amidst the don't leave your house for anything other than all you need to survive. Bring only what you need to survive. <laughs> Thank you. This is Doom Eternal, and I can't live without it. Well, I was at Target anyway, so it was, I actually, I was practicing social distancing virtually the entire transaction. I walked up to the counter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Practicing? Dude, you you went pro years ago. <laughs> you fucking, it was a, you were like the Hall of Fame uh, of social distancing. Abe, Abe, it's the whole humble bit. <laughs> you don't want to come off a braggart. No, but I, uh, yeah, I went into Target. And the, the the guy behind the tech counter was wearing blue rubber gloves, and I asked him if he could you know grab the game for me, and I I stood across the aisle while he got the game. There were people going by us, you know. It, it was it's, a, it's still a, a you know Target is not just a department store; it's also a grocery store. So there are a lot of people in there, you know, uh, panicking. I mean, shopping, and um, you know we had a pretty flawless transaction, although. Then when I went to Stop and Shop, I swear, I never, I haven't felt so panicked in my entire life buying anything except for like you know the night before you know like a Christmas Eve kind of situation where the vibe, the yeah, vibe in the, store. the vibe yeah. in the store is just like you know empty shelves, lots of people in line, and you know what's funny is that in this particular Stop and Shop, you know the lines were you know pretty pretty long. They were just you know clustered near the cash registers trying to. Get, you know, people standing in queue, and then you had like a clear aisle to the the other side to get by. But in order to get by, I had to avoid the uh, robot in Stop and Shop. Do you know about the right, Stop and Shop robot? Yeah, I've seen them. Yep. Yeah. So like, but the Stop and Shop robot is like stuck. 
essentially. It's like it can't get by anybody, and it's just sort of st- sitting there. So I have to like plot. I had to plot my course to get around the robot in order to get to the. I mean, it was just uh, it was nightmarish. I, I, I'm. Do you think the robot was just fucking with you? It was. It had a, it, it, its googly eyes were staring me down. Yep. Like, yep. you know what, buddy, you're not gonna get out of here anytime soon. Not without any anxiety, that is. But yeah, no, uh, uh, video but, games but, but, are playing I, Doom Eternal. Yeah. What did I tell my good friend Joe that uh, the F and H guys had going on uh, last week? If you want to go shopping, if you want toilet paper, what did I tell you to do? I forget. Go to the Asian markets. That's They're right. Empty. And so last week, I, I think things have settled down a bit. Well, I, no, I don't think that because I went to a market basket near us, and the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm keeping away from people. It's like even in line, you know, I'm standing like well away from people. Uh, but but the pasta the pasta shelves were stocked, but the pasta sauce shelves were empty. Beans were all gone. Like like you know, it's interesting. Some of the fruit w- was gone. Uh, I thought it was interesting. But two weeks ago, when it really started, when people were like getting the getting the toilet paper, like why wasn't there a run on soap? <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like. Uh, but 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 there was this big thing. It's like people are like fighting old ladies in the store for rolls of toilet paper, and and our good friend Biff was telling guys and posting pictures, and I was posting pictures. This place called H Mart in Lexington or Burlington's right on the line. Uh, walls of toilet paper, like the same thing. It was like la- yeah, last Saturday, the misses. I make breakfast for the boys Monday through Friday, and she usually does it on the weekends, and. She just needed an egg, just literally needed an egg and like a little milk. And she was getting ready to go. She's like, you know what? I'm going to call Market Basket. No, don't bother coming down. We have no eggs and milk. And no. And I had to run to volley uh, water polo for the boys. The water polo is canceled, but they're like, oh, swing on by. We'll come out to the car and we'll put you know balls in the back of your car. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep that one up for you. Uh, you just have to pay for it. So you guys can practice at home. It's like, yes, throwing a water polo ball back and forth in the driveway. Same as treading water in a 10 for pool. But it was nice that they want to do that. And the wife's like, hey, run by H Mart. It's a Korean market. Dude, eggs and milk aplenty. <laughs> Toilet paper as far as the eye can see. And some of the best, weirdest candy, like – like I, I'll post some of it. There was like some flavors of, of like Oreo that you're like, why? Right. I didn't know that crab was a flavor of Oreo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so you know, I, I highly suggest. Oh, if you run out of those stuff before you, you know, go all like uh, uh, Mad Max on your neighbor. <laughs> Why don't you take a quick on, like, you know, gander down to the closest Asian market where people. So, my wife, and I will say this, Joe and I have joked about it a little bit. By making this, by using xenophobia, by calling this a Chinese virus, a Chinese virus over and over and over, uh, as we've talked about, my wife is of Korean descent. Um, our really good friend Biff is Japanese. I could say of Japanese descent, and I would be right, but you know, we could also say he's Japanese. Um, most people don't know, oh, you know, because my wife gets asked all the time. It's her favorite thing. We've talked about this. Oh, what are you? You know what I mean? It's, uh, I'm a large breasted woman. What do, you, you know, yeah, do you, like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? And then she she loves to play the game. She loves to make people like just feel like, no, no, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Everett. No, but 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 originally where are you from? 
uh, Everett. You know, right. my dad's from Everett. You know, and then Sean, oh, you mean you mean the eyes? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm from. And it's like people can't tell. You know, is she, is she North Korean, South Korean? Like, you know, and so I will tell you, um, she has had a couple more fingers at her in traffic when she's like, you know, trying to merge. Um, huh. her, fr- her, 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 her cousins who's both her mom, like just her, you know, her mom was from North Korea. Her dad was from Everett. Um, her cousins who both mom and dad, you know, are, are from Korea, it, it even look a little more, you know, Asian. It's like, yeah, it's, it, but my wife is also very funny, very smart. She's like, yeah, you know, I was at the store and I don't think people were, you know, practicing social distancing as much as I felt <laughs> <laughs> Moses parting the sea. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what? You don't have to pay for the groceries. Just why don't you, why don't you just, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you have a nice day. You know, you want to grab something on the way out. Yeah, it's cash register. Just take it and go. Nice. Um, but yeah, so so it's nice. You know, I wanted to touch on that. So as far as games go, now what are you watching now? Now, now that Netflix, wait, just to, just to correct you, um, the the Pornhub free subscription is just for people in Italy. So before God damn it. You, you, you start, you know. Have you, but what, who pays for porn? I don't know, dude. What the I, hell? <laughs> you, you know, you know, pushing the envelope. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, like, and when's the last time somebody would have to do that? Like, I like fifteen years ago when I owned a post house, there was a high end guy who wanted like one of these guys who one person from hockey knows he still considers himself an artist. He does you know weird stuff, but it's still putting things where it's pretty out there type stuff. And it's like it's like oh yeah, his video sell for like a hundred bucks. Who? <laughs> yeah. Like literally, it's like some people are specific. You know, like, thank you. Uh, so, 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 what are you going to be watching when not playing Doom Eternal? Wait, wait, Doom Eternal? Do they have the BFG? Uh, yes. Is is it a bigger gun? I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's the it's the BFG nine thousand. I've seen videos on it. It looks cool. Uh, they so don't do, they don't start you they start you off with a shotgun. They got rid of the pistol from the last game, so that's cool. How did Doom end the first one? I don't remember. I did beat it. Um, you know, you close the portal to hell, and uh, there's some sort of like interaction between like, you know, like the 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 hell queen or something like that. Honestly, dude, I I don't really pay attention to the story. I just blow up fucking hell. Beast. Is this a straight up sequel? Does it pick up where the last one ended? Yeah, I think so. But again, I'm I'm not following the story so closely. Like like pornography, I don't watch for the storyline. I don't play for the storyline. I play to like forget when the pizza that I'm guy going to delivers the sausage pizza. Yeah, like I'm one. Know if they like got chicken wings on the right. Side. I don't I don't wait till the end of the movie to see if she got the job. I you know I, <laughs> as a uh, as a secretary. So um, I don't know. I'm sure it's a sequel. I think I, I presume it's a sequel story wise, but um, it's just it's fun. And I've only played like the first level. It's um, you know, I've died like a dozen or so, a dozen dozen times maybe, <laughs> trying to play through the first level on like the hurt me plenty mode, which is like the you know the the average mode. But this is boring me. What I'm watching though is uh, it's a it's a plethora of things. I'm kind of bouncing around. I've I started a couple of threads of binge watching. I've went to Hulu for Thirty Rock. And also the Wonder Years, 
Um, and also, and I'm going to get canceled for this, the Louis C.K. series, Horace and Pete. Never heard of it. It uh, was He put it out online, like, by, on his website in 2016. And um, Hulu, I guess, picked it up recently. It's uh, it's it's shot like a play. It's actually like well received. It's um, you know, the cast is phenomenal. You know, you, Louis C.K. aside, you have Steve Buscemi who plays his brother. Uh, you, have, you have Alan Alda, Edie Falco, um, a couple of Not others everybody. that are passing. Uh, you know, a couple of other uh, names there. But um, it's about uh, brothers who are they run this bar, this family bar called Horace and Pete's that have been open for a hundred years. And there's a threat to shut it down. And, you know, it's shot like a play. It's shot like, it even has like an intermission in, in between the episode. I think there are like six episodes of like an hour long each. But they're shot like plays. You know, they, they're even like little like imperfections in the line deliveries, you know. Like they, they kind of just barrel through it. You know, there's not a lot. It's three camera setup. No uh, no audience or anything. But it's pretty well done. And... um I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it, and, and I'm, yeah, I, I've, I've. In my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm separating the art from the artist. You know, I, I, I had this thought the other day too. It's like, at what point did Bill Cosby just become an absolute monster? And is his 1976 Why Is There Air album? Can you listen to that? Same thing with Michael Jackson. It's like, you know, Thriller was a big part of my life growing up, but. I think he was uh I think he was uh uh the the Neil Armstrong Michael Jackson joke was prevalent when that came out. But but the Jackson 5 stuff, you know, was it's okay to listen to, right? I mean that's Honestly, pre, here's that's the pre-monster. Here's the answer to everything. You can listen to whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want. You just can't do it publicly. You like like every other dirty fucking secret you like everybody leads double lives, secret double lives. They do shit that nobody else knows about. They're just their little secret or, you know, it's not commonly known amongst the rest of their family and friends. You know what? If It's probably not cool to, you know, publicly say, yeah, I, you know, I'm going back and watching all of the Louis C.K., you know, oeuvre or I'm, uh, you know, I'm busting out my Michael Jackson um, record collection or, uh, you know what? Bill Cosby did have a couple of good routines, which he did. Um, Yo, some just amazing ones. Yeah, I know. Ne- I never got 20 into 20 years of great. I never got into it, so it's just like whatever to me. But, um, you know, yeah, you just whatever, whatever. You know, I still watch Revenge of the Nerds and like it, even though there's right. a date rape scene in it. Like, you just sort of excuse it. I went back and watched. I'm also watching, um, this is getting a little long winded, but I'm watching on Tubi, the, the, the free TV app. It's, um, you know, um, it's. I talked about it the last time where they had like all the Dick Cavett shows. Right, right. They have a bunch of other, like Shout Factory has a bunch of other shows up there, one of which is The Man Show. Um, Watching the first and. Amen. I was watching the first episode just to see like how unwoke that show was. And um, yeah, it doesn't, it holds up in the same way that it didn't hold up when it aired. You know, it's like. Uh, and uh, I keep thinking of that line from Sarah Silverman complaining about how when she uh, broke up with Jimmy and then uh, Jimmy fell, uh, Jimmy Kimmel went on to marry uh, Molly, his uh, his his wife. He uh, she's complaining like, yeah, Molly got woke Jimmy. 
I got man show Jimmy. Uh, but I'm you know I'm watching that. I'm watching. Um, I watched the, I watched the Dean Martin celebrity roast last night. I did. I know we tried to watch the Dean Martin celebrity roast on DVD, and they were virtually unwatchable. The ones we were trying to get through, unwatchable. One of them, I I I I, I cherry picked one. It was the Dean Martin celebrity roast of Dean Martin, hosted by Don Rickles. Okay, so yeah, God, this is go. This is when I first moved back. I think were we here? Was I like living at my mom's house when we first moved back from Guitar and we tried to watch that? Yeah, you know, I think it was. I think it was wherever you, it was. We were at your mom's because I remember. Yes, I remember we were crashing in your mom's for the like. We had a little sleepover, a little slumber yeah. party. We really because the commercials are awesome, you know, and it's like, and we saw there's like an hour infomercial or a half hour infomercial, and in that half hour, there's sixty. Oh my god, this hurts! It hurts my side laughing, and it's spread out over thirty discs. And it turns <laughs> out, <laughs> turns out they took the one joke. Each one of those. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that you know the, the this particular episode was like two hours long. I think all these specials were about two hours long, and um, but the dais was just um, irresistible. It had um, Don Rickles, it had um, Muhammad Ali, it had uh, Howard Cosell. Had some weird. Well, had an astronaut, but not like uh, that was a different one. I mean, every okay. everyone had a different one, but this particular episode had Hubert Humphrey and Barry Goldwater. Wow, Hubert Humphrey killed. I gotta say, he was uh, like I. You know, you look at him and it's like, oh, the, you know, whatever. It's a, you're trying to picture like Joe Biden like delivering these types of jokes, right? Right. And no, but like uh, you, Hubert Humphrey was kind of like a liked, you know, well received guy. He was a senator at the time. Um, when they did the roast, but uh, you know he they had some good lines for him, and um, well, well, yeah, because because when we watched it, and we started reading about it. I think we we did a sideshow about it. Uh like those weren't at the Friars Club on a Saturday night after like a few hours of drinking and 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 just hanging out. You know, it was shot on a Wednesday afternoon at the Bracklawn on Burbank, and they're drinking apple juice. It, it was, was actually just- shot at the MGM Grand. Um, the Zigfield room was at the it? MGM okay. can of uh, Grand in um, <clears throat> in like you know all se- of all of them are this one, all of the, all of the celebrity roasts because the studio it, audience. Yeah, well, it was a Zigfield room, so they, they it housed like you know hundreds of people. Um, and uh, it, I, what I didn't know is that the this was you know shot up to from like nineteen seventy. I don't know. I want to say seventy two to like 1984 but they took a three-year hiatus because of the mgm grand fire there was an mgm grand fire in 1980 that killed like 80 something people and it's like still considered like the we know the if you don't count the gunman who killed everybody um, uh in vegas i think this is considered like one of the biggest you know tragedies anyways um trying to trying to bring down the podcast we were getting a little too high there with our laughter and yucks I wanted to mention the MGM Grand Fire from 1980 that killed 80 people, but uh, this celebrity roast it had me laughing a couple a couple of good you know a couple of good zingers. It even like you know every time Muhammad Ali got up to talk, 
he was doing his jokes and then he would turn to Don Rickles and Don Rickles would start talking like this for some reason. Oh, you know, because he's talking to a black man. And then Muhammad Ali's like, why are you talking like that? You, you know how to talk normal. Like, why are you talking like that? And he's not like, it's not like the setup to a joke. He's literally being real with him. It's like, why are you talking like that? And I don't think he had any, maybe I think he, I think Rickles had like some sort of like, you know, you know, I think he deflected to Nipsey Russell, who was also on the dais. (laughs) Uh, Bob Hope was on the dais. Uh, Ruth Buzzy. Uh, gosh, uh, Angie Dickinson was there. She was, you know, like the, the piece of meat for the, the wolves to, the fun actor. Um, she was something in her (laughs) sixties. Angie Dickinson. No, she was on police woman. She was, um, you know. Anyways, she was she was a good looking woman. Anyway, um, so that's what I, I'm watching, and I'm sure that the audience is now frothing at the mouth, wondering what in God's name is Jacques going to say he watched during these two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched Pacific Rim twice. I heard that you know when <laughs> I did when, when when I heard that you know Edis Elba was one of the people who've come down with what one of the celebrities came down with it. Tom Hanks uh, was the other one we didn't even mention. Yeah. The first thing I, the only thing I could think to do is go watch Pacific Rim, one of my favorite movies with him. Uh, you know, uh, I I started rewatching because uh, there's all these great shows out there. So why not go back four years and watch season one of Daredevil, on Netflix, <laughs> which is great. It literally is. I'm like, yeah, I really thought it was great. Um, uh, a couple years later, let me go back. Yeah. Two years later, it holds up, Joe. It still holds up. <laughs> well, this was pre-Me Too. I don't know. Some of the jokes still uh, relevant. Um, what else? I suggested to my family, and, and I got shot down that, okay, you know what? Because we're all in it. You know, we're not – the boys aren't doing playdates. It's – like I said, it's one thing if it's a – volunteer need thing and we have to you know somebody needs a place to stay or we need to do some volunteering and like you know some kid is coming over but that's not happened but we're not doing play dates so it's just us and it's a lot of family time i did go and like stock up on board games and would we're going the track every day as a family together and uh trying to find a new sanders little helper um (laughs) but but uh but I suggested to the family, hey, why don't we go through the MCU? Like, as long as this lasts, why don't we watch a movie a night? And they're like, no. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to watch Iron Man today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't I go through the MCU? You know, you guys can go downstairs and watch the TV down there. Or, no, I'm sorry. You, you, you thought that was a question. I, I was no. telling you. We're going I'm through gonna the I'm going to be MCU. watching this. Yeah. Uh, I call know, it the Spruce Moose. Hop in. Hop in, Flanders. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Hop, hop in, Mr. Smithers. But sir, it's just a model. I said, hop in. <laughs> That's when he so, I, so I've been watching. But I, I will tell you what we watched last night as a family because movie theaters have shut down, and most movies have pushed release dates. What about the movies that are in the theater now? Um, so they're starting to release all the movies. So we bought and watched, and as you can watch tonight if you want, Onward. I've actually seen Onward. Oh, did you? Did you see it in the theater? Yeah, I saw it with uh, our friend Peter. Um, oh, yeah. So, okay. so he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he. This was pre-virus, so you know it was okay. But I, 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 I liked it, and I again, it got me at the end. God damn it! There uh, was a time, and the, there was a point at the end where it was like, you know, this Pixar movie's not going to do me, and I can, you know, can turn I, off the waterworks. Nope. 
can I say the the I don't want to say the bro version of Frozen, but I'm kind of going to try Frozen? to say it's more like the bro version of Frozen, <laughs> or or as Joe would say, Frozen copyright carnival personal podcast <laughs> but it's just uh yeah i mean that's what it was instead of the two sisters going off on a quest uh and you must have loved it the, the dungeons and dragons like you know i'm not a dungeons of, and dragons guy I could no two but shits. that's that's big in your world not really and your house no <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know it's funny because you know without giving anything away like the mom is talking it's like she has two sons it's like One's afraid of everything, and one's not afraid of anything. And my wife looks over at me and kind of looks at our two <laughs> sons who are on the floor. And it's like, yeah, yeah. We literally uh, – Are you going to sue them for copyright infringement? So I will tell you, like, you know, uh, one of our sons, no names mentioned, the little one, I get up the other morning. And we're in lockdown. Like, like the day before – I go down to the basement and I'm working out, you know, like with the oldest son. I'm like, hey, we got to go downstairs and do a workout. We, you know, we got the, you know, the P90 stuff. And I come upstairs and the little guy used that time to make a jailbreak. And I look outside and he's across the street shooting hoops with a neighbor kid. And I'm like, and I feel bad because they've been, you know, housebound for days at this time. And we really like the kid. I'm like, you know, Squish, you got to come back over. I'm really sorry, dude, you know. And I say to his buddy, it's like, hey, pal, you know, he has a walkie-talkie. You guys can talk, but, you know, we got to do this. So the next morning I get up. You know, like, we, where we live, Joe. You know there's not a lot of sidewalks. You know the speed limit on the street is 45 miles an hour, which means people go 60. Somebody, no names mentioned, sort of squish a lot, um, acquired $20 and – Went to Seven Eleven, two miles away. Go, <laughs> you know, you know that bridge that you got to go over to get here. Yes, that over the work bridge that he, he had. By the way, which is about as wide as a person. And he, uh, like, literally, but at least he didn't have any kind of helmet protective gear on. And the little or, or tracking device tried to get home before I woke up because I, you know, I'm getting up at like seven thirty eight. He literally got up in the crack of ass and wow. just went on an excursion. You he know? Shawshanked his way out of that house and, you know, almost almost made it to freedom. Same one who, you know, a few weeks ago, I'm like, you know, okay, go up to your room. And then I see him in the front yard and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even hear him come down the steps. It's because he went out the second story window, climbed up to the roof on the third floor, climbed over the roof, climbed down it, climbed onto the awning over the front door, climbed down the beams from the awning, and uh, was out there with a snarf gun. <laughs> so you're just you're just here to announce that your uh, one of your sons is awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's like, but 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 it's like that's the other one, and then the other one is like, what's that? What's that, dude? That's your shadow. <laughs> Okay. Are you sure? But, he, but he's following me everywhere. It's creepy. <laughs> Lord. So when, when we're watching that movie, she looks over at me and she's like, and she gave me one of the shrugs like, yeah. Well, then, you know, uh, liked it. I really did. And, and again, the same thing, you know, I didn't, you know, like with Frozen, you know, you know, it's going to have some kind of great ending, but you don't 
know what the ending's going to be. And it's like, yeah, you know, worth it. Worth the 20 bucks. Like, literally, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good having bought this. So. so, yeah, I've yet to watch Rise of Skywalker. I've yet to watch Frozen 2. Uh, both uh, Frozen 2's on the Disney Plus. Yeah. It's great. And I know that and, Rise of Skywalker is available on Apple TV. And look, I bought it last week. I've only seen it 20 times. I don't know how. Oh, I, no. I watch it. You're going to wear I it out. It. I, I might wear it out, so you might want to, you know, adjust the tracking there so that I don't get the noise at the bottom of the screen. Um, yeah, it, 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 you know, so, so I, I look, a lot of the stuff I can't watch because, like, I can't get through the Mark Marin thing because the boys are here. Mm. So there's very little, you know, and that's the thing. It's like usually the wife and I, you know, all right. It's 10. You guys got to go to bed. She gets up crazy early, but we can sneak in an hour of watching something like, you know. You have like, other devices to watch things on. You can have, you have a laptop. You could just, you know, plug in some earphones and then hold no, no, away but, in the corner. But we watch stuff together. You know uh, what I mean? It's you like, people. Maisel is our show. Can't you Maisel's. be t- alone together like my family? Everybody goes <laughs> but, to their corners. We're, we've been quarantined for about dude, 20 years. Dude. I've already given you your props. You are you are a <laughs> hall of fame. They're like, like, look. I just in your in your numbering retired speech when they raised your jersey to the Raptors for social distancing, champ. Like, I just you know ma- remember us little people. Um, no, but but like I said, a we only watch some shows. But yeah, you know, and, and you know my boys. It's like, yeah, it's like we have. Four bedrooms, but they're always in the same when I'm like, stop liking me. When we fucking find your real dad, you're going to have to give me some space. So I can't. I can't watch. But that's why. It's like, and at the same time, I'm not complaining. It's like, and it's funny because last night after we watched Onward, it's like, okay, it's, it's now it's 1130. It's 11. It's like, wife's getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, okay, are you guys ready for bed? I'm going to watch Pacific Rim. And he's like, the oldest one is like, you already watched this this week. I want to pick something. I'm like, uh, you can either pick sitting here watching this with me quietly, or you can watch the inside of your, uh, eyelids. your eyelids. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, and, and, and maybe willingly, or maybe they'll be swollen shut. But, you know, this is what I'm going to watch. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, and like three or four times, I just stopped. And I'm like, okay, all the bitching is only making me mad. You know, I'm going to sit here until I hear, you know, you can always find me in the drift. Tears will stream down my face. And um, that's how it's going to be. So if you want to watch me recite, you know, you know, today we canceled the apocalypse for the 50th time. Great. Otherwise, let's play a little game called Shut the Fuck Up. Let me go over the rules really quick with you. You shut the fuck up <laughs> and then i did and then i'm like okay so so that's how it's going to be it's like so i think i'm going to watch the entire star wars catalog uh, just the features just the features i i'm 50 50 and whether i include the holiday special in that or not but i think i'm gonna go four five six one two three seven eight nine no i will not i will go i will go one, two, three. You're not going to start with Rogue, uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I watch Rogue One, but yeah, I'll watch Rogue One. And yeah, yeah, oh, you start. I, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, you mix it up. Doesn't really matter. You know them all backwards and forwards. Uh, I take it you haven't heard. Now I'm not going to give anything away, but there is a little Mandalorian casting news for season two. Dude, I, I, and I love her because, because, like I said, I'm going through 
watching season one of uh, of Daredevil, and she's in season one of Daredevil. Who's in season one? Uh, Ahsoka. Uh, Not her name. Her name is Rosario Dawson. No, but she's going to be playing Ahsoka. Who? If we if 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 we ever do a Jedi sideshow, you might be surprised. She's in my top five. Yeah, Ahsoka Tana, and she is um, awesome. And and, and 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 Dawson is one of my favorites. Like she is. Cause did you, you didn't watch all the MCU stuff, right? Oh, the oh, the Marvel stuff on no. Netflix. She is in all of them. Like she's like one of the through lines through all of them. Oh. You know, because she starts off at Daredevil, but it all takes place in Hell's Kitchen, pretty much. They all like in it's real time in that world, and it's like it's season one Daredevil, season two Daredevil, then season one, Je- you know, as season one, two of Daredevil's out there. Jessica Jones comes out of the scene, and towards the end of Jessica Jones, it bleeds into Nick Cage and the and the um and Luke, the Punisher, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, sorry, like Luke Cage. Uh, I'd Luke like to Cage. see a Marvel comic about Nick Cage. That would be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, that's where he got the name. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I did not know that. Like, like, like he literally changed his name because, like, his first movie he was in, he went by for Coppola. He went Nicholas for Coppola. Coppola. Yeah. yeah, Nicholas Coppola. And, like... And it, it, it's, it's one of those hard things. He's a great actor, but of course, everybody's like, "Oh, you only got that job because of who your uncle is." So he changed it. And and uh, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, was one of his favorite comics. Oh, interesting. So, so that that's where it came from. No, but but so she's great. So she's like I said, she's in all of them. You know, she plays this kick-ass nurse, and basically unwillingly becomes you know part of that universe, sewing these people back up together. Uh, you know, falls in love with with with, with uh, Luke Cage and and stuff like that. But she's great. She's great. She's great. And and again, I couldn't be happier. You know, because Ahsoka, like I said, I I have an Ahsoka figurine. I think the only Star Wars book, like hardcover, real book, three hundred page, no picture thing I've ever read, is a Ahsoka story. Hmm. And she became huge. Season, you know, she was a big part of the Clone Wars. She was a huge part of the Clone Wars, but season six was all about her. And then she left at the end of season six. So she technically doesn't become a Jedi. She leaves just before, which is why she wasn't killed when Order 66 went out there. Uh, but then she makes an appearance in season four, the second half of season four of uh, Star Wars Rebels um, at this point in time. There's no way anyone's listening. Not even me. Except you. And you and you checked out the conversation a good 30 seconds ago. But 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 Dawson is playing Ahsoka. I'm really excited about it. But I, I think also it depends on this lockdown goes, Joe. I'm also gonna go through the MCU. Wow. And the DCU. You know? I'm I'm probably gonna get Birds of Prey this week. Oh yeah. You know, I think Birds of Prey is coming out. So, you know, you know, you can you can not watch that after you're done <laughs> watching Skywalker. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. You know what it is is Wait, hold on. I got the list. Wait, wait, do I <laughs> wait, was that rhetorical? Because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I got you know, I started this list. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my wife's catching up with the Agents of Shield, so she's uh, monopolized the uh, the living room TV and you know us we only have one TV in our house so uh, it's hard kind of hard has two TVs Joe <laughs> you must be rich so um, yeah you know we got a lot to keep us busy the next couple of um, whatevers while we ride out the storm of this uh, COVID forty five 
And <laughs> I like it, that. Do you know why it's called COVID nineteen? It's it stands for coronavirus disease twenty nineteen. Well, well, yeah, but 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 no one saw this coming, Joe. No, this is this just came out of nowhere. It was a complete Nobody surprise. Could predicted this. Yeah, I mean, and who knew Liberace was gay? I mean, women loved him. <laughs> uh, do, do do you have some kind of parenting tip? <laughs> I would say, what's your beef with kids? Um, <laughs> my parenting tip would be to you know what. I think John Oliver said it best on his last edition of Last Week Tonight when he was talking about social distancing. He's like, pretend you're a British parent and the rest of the world are your children. You keep them at arm's length and if they come in for a hug, reject them. Just reject (laughs) them. Um, So that's my parenting tip. I guess treat your kids like you would anybody else with the coronavirus. Wait, that's a bad idea. Go on. I, 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 I'm suggesting keeping a sense of normalcy because this is not normal. You know, our parents didn't go through something like this. They haven't. Like our great grandparents, or our our grandparents, maybe as infants have. Like what was like like you know 1917. Like you know you know it's the swine flu, the Spanish flu, or whatever. Which, by the way. Didn't come from Spain and they like tracked it to like Nebraska or something. Oh god, so, it was like a racist you know, moniker. Hey, hey, may, may, right, even back then, it's like you know, hey, remember the maid? You mean the ship we blew up ourselves by accident and blamed the Spanish to go? Well, the Portuguese, same, same, same thing. You know, it gets you to know. write the history books, yeah, the winners, or the state of Texas. Anyways, <laughs> my parenting tip is have a sense of normalcy. It's like it's not it's not vacation. It's not a snow day. So I'm being the same absolute prick of, yeah, you're doing piano this weekend, you know, as you well know that because your son, you know, Skyped in and they're doing the lesson upstairs. Uh, Yeah, you're going to work out. Yeah, you're not going to play video games every day. The the same four hours on the weekend thing still applies. It's like, yeah, you're still going to eat, you know. So, So my parenting tip is, you know, and, and I'm lear- I learned this myself, and I'm still learning this myself, working out of the house for myself. You know what? You still got to take fucking showers, you know, just because there's no coworkers. And the boys have, like, literally, every time it's like, guys, okay, you got to take a shower. I just took a shower. Um, what day is today? Well, it's, you know, it's like looking at their watches that don't exist. It's like, <laughs> dude, I took a shower two weeks ago. I haven't gone to water polo in two weeks. Why do we have to take a shower? It's like, oh, well, um, because you're fucking gross. Because yeah. you're almost 13. You are like, ripe. So, uh, so yeah, my, my parenting tip is same thing. I still, I still, I still beat them on a regular schedule, hmm. and it's still like you know. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta make it as normal as you can in this unnormal time. You're bringing you know? back child abuse in comedy. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm glad that there's you know a voice for abusive parents everywhere. You know the, you know you give a voice to the voiceless. You know, I, it's look. No, I, I'm uh, to quote to quote the great. Um, oh, I see his face. Well, Robin Williams. Like, I don't condone any women, but I know what turns Mr. Hand into Mr. Fitz. <laughs> Robin Williams said that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it turns Mr. Hand into Mr. Fist. No, no. I, you know, I, I, and, and I will say this to the end of my day. Um, you, can't, you can't hit kids. Pressure point the motherfuckers to 
death, but you just can't hit the little fuckers. That leaves marks. So, with that said, uh, I think we should go out on Wave of Mutilation by the Pixies. I was thinking, do we go with, or like, what, what song was going to freak Joe out about playing because he's worried that somebody's accidentally ever going to hear this no, and I, come I, after his video game collection? I'm worried about the, you know, 99 cents I have to spend to buy the goddamn song. I'll, 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 Don't I'll, worry I'll, about I'll, it. I got I'll, it. I'll, Patreon it to you. It's, yeah. No, you had to get your own queso dip this way, dude. You can't, you can't be buying all. I'll buy whatever. What other songs would you like me to, you know, for the show? Yes, any song you want is is all right with me. Don't worry. Well, whatever ten seconds of whatever song we want to play is going to be all right. Oh, no, with you me. play that whole goddamn. You you do not cut out on way from mutilation. It is gold. What a high. All right, and, and, and um, cease to resist. Here's my goodbye. Watch it. You know, if, have you ever watched Fight Club? No. We don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> we don't uh, talk about me not watching Fight Club either. Okay, we won't talk about it. Um, Sorry, I, I can't. Uh, I can't share. It was dead the whole time. Oh, no, man. but at the end of the movie, they play. You know, it doesn't have the ending you think, and it plays Wave of Mutilation at the end, and it's always been like, I don't think there's been a per- more perfect song for the more perfect ending of a movie than that. But with that said, All right. I leave it to you, Joe. Oh, man, why do you got to leave it to me? I hate doing this stuff. Anyways, thanks for listening to Carnival Personnel. You cannot follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Really, the third part, you can't follow us on Instagram because there's nothing there. We don't really post to anything. All I do is put up these episodes, and that's about it. I don't really share much of anything, maybe a little bit on Twitter. But Carnival Podcast, if you want to seek us out on social media. And um, stay safe. Be strong. We will get through this together. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's worse things out there, I guess, like, um, like, the, like the movie Cats. Like that, that's out. Uh, that's a thing. If you want to laugh, check out Seth Rogen's live tweet thread of watching Cats and his description of what he was watching while he was, spoilers, high. Um <laughs> It's a, it's quite the uh, quite the laugh fest indeed. But um, that's it for us. So thanks for listening. And uh, to play us out, we got the 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 Pikesies, wave of mutilation. Take it away, boys, and don't forget. <laughs>